Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I'm Danielle. And um, this is Batch Bitch. It's the podcast where we um, just talk shit. And, uh, and um, yeah, we're talking about Married at First Sight. Yeah, we're talking about Married at First Sight. And um, also Naomi has coronavirus currently. That is not um, true. Please. We are not in the same room <laughs> to record this because she has coronavirus. <laughs> because neither of us wanted to drive to the other one's house. <laughs> Because I have coronavirus. No, that's not true. Um, no, you do have corona. That's why you couldn't. You were on the doc phone to the doctors for thirty five minutes this morning. Well, here's the thing. I call the doctor. No, it thirty five minutes on hold. That's crazy. Well, essentially, what they've done is they knew that everybody with coronavirus is calling them, and now you're in quarantine. They've quarantined you because they assume you'll stay on the phone call. And then I just won't be able to leave my house. Yes, that's that's hopefully what will happen. I don't oh. know. I don't really care about... I know that everyone's <laughs> freaking out, but I really don't think... I don't think I can care about coronavirus. I don't think it's going to do anything. <laughs> Listen, I've lived through swine flu. That is I've so I've lived rude. through bird flu. <laughs> I've lived through it all. Yeah, Danielle, guess what? Some people don't live through it. Yeah, but that's also like heaps of people just die from the cold, like a flu as well, you know? Yeah, but this is going to get everyone. It's not going to get everyone. Heaps no, of people recovering. Yeah, and it's going to affect everyone. So people are going to be more likely to die because they're more likely to get sick. Everybody just have a positive attitude and you'll be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and can everybody, can you please just buy one packet of toilet paper at a time? <laughs> I cannot deal with it. Everybody stealing. We walk into our local Coles uh, and clearly toilet paper has just come out and suddenly everybody's got all the toilet paper. There's only six people in the shop. They've taken all the toilet paper. What, just just stacking up their trolleys? Just stacking up their trolleys with quilting. And I got (laughs) now I've got nothing. Uh, Do you not have toilet paper? No, we've got toilet paper. We eventually got some of the shit stuff. They bought it out last. And then we got <laughs> we got it so we'll be fine. But I'm I just I just don't understand. There's there's been some people I've seen where I'm like there's no way that that's not a year's worth of toilet paper for you. Mm. It, some people have a year's worth of toilet paper now. What? Yeah. What are you doing? I saw a video of like a young woman and an old woman fighting over like a packet of toilet paper. Um, and was the young, the young woman, her trolley was like full, she was like 30 or something. She, her trolley was like full of toilet paper and this old woman just wanted a bit of toilet paper. And I was like, go old woman. And then the old woman like tries to hit the young woman in the face. And then I was like, oh, 
<laughs> now I don't yeah. know whose side I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I think that's when they do need to be like, okay, I think they need to make it one per person. Well, yeah, I bought toilet it's paper the day the panic happened. I didn't realise I just needed toilet paper. So I'm very thankful because I'm sitting here in my little castle with my Kleenex Cottonelle and you're oh, well, wiping your ass with like sandpaper or something. I mean, it's fine. It's it's fine. We've still got some, like we had, because we, you know, we like to do things ahead of schedule. Like we like to make sure we've got like plenty of dishwashing detergent and plenty your of laundry planners. detergent. Mm-hmm. We're planners. So we still had like three or four rolls left of like the good stuff. And this this other stuff, it's it's fine. It's just not um, the nicest one. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mm-hmm. waited until um, my skin medication I had two days left of it and then decided during this time to just try and call the doctor. Well, guess what? Didn't get through. And I don't have coronavirus. Um, well, that's... Okay, well, I mean, we all just heard that and we know that you do. So I've been holding that cough back for so long. If, if anybody sees Naomi in public, take a wide berth from her. Um, I know that you all know that she loves to be seen and she loves to be noticed. But please... Just ignore her this one time so that you don't get sick and die. Well, uh, if you really are a fan of this podcast, you will get coronavirus for me. No. Okay. Oh, my God. The entitlement. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm not sick and all of a sudden I want to cough all the time. <coughs> I but went I'm to not a friend's sick. house and he'd run out of toilet paper and um, then when I went to go to walk into the toilet, he said, wait. And then he quickly went and grabbed me um, like a piece of paper towel. Um, and I, I was sort of confused by that because I was also like, well, this, I don't know if paper towel is going to flush down the toilet. It's like a lot thicker. Yeah. And, like, and I, I didn't know how to feel about it because I was like, I mean, luckily I was just doing a wee. Um, because also if I was doing a poo, I think I would have felt uncomfortable being like, what if this doesn't flush down? Yeah. I've just got like a shit stained paper towel I've left in my friend's toilet. All right. We got it. We got it. Um, and that's enough. Um, okay. Okay, This is my story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, um, married at first sight. Yep. Here we go. It's week five. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say we're going to go through this all the way until last night's commitment ceremony, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, okay. we've been a bit slow, but... Yes, uh, sorry. Um, also, so, Naomi, I don't know if I... I have continued... I've been very busy, and because the other day when I went to go um, get the pod ready, um, it wasn't... You, you had forgotten to upload it. I haven't had time, so I'm going to just do a double release of two episodes and be like, we're up to date now. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's cool um so lucky you guys um sorry but this is you know it's it's not the number one priority there's a pandemic going on okay and also the season of maths is fine yeah, you know it's fine it's fine but i'm letting um, you know that because i'm editing the podcast the episode title is going to be naomi has coronavirus Stop spread. Okay, Danielle, the number one thing you cannot do is spread panic, especially when it relates to me. <laughs> That's well, what the I'm Australian Medical Association says. Me. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> God damn it. 
anyway, um, so, uh, um, so here we go. Week five. We're going, we're going, here we are at the commitment ceremony. Yes? Um, well, I just had a few notes before the commitment ceremony, um, mm. which was, number one, Haley is sweating like crazy on the elliptical. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw that, but I've never seen anybody sweat as much as that. Um, Steve and well, Michelle did addicted a f- to exercising. You gotta, I don't know, I don't know, any, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it is sweaty. Um, Steve and Michelle, they did a fist bump over agreement that David needs to apologize over toothbrush. I don't think they should fist bump. Uh, it was a strange moment. Um, <laughs> did you see, by the way, speaking of, um, hand gestures that there's a, there's a, people are talking about you're supposed to tap your feet together instead of handshaking now. What? Because of the coronavirus? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just gonna call everyone a pussy who doesn't shake my hand. <laughs> well, I then it made I saw a video of um, James Colley, and he was like, "I invented this new greeting um, for coronavirus," and it was just him saying hi. And I was like, "Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Why the fuck do you need to tap your feet together like you're in some sort of dance troupe?" Yeah. I just don't, know. don't I, I, touch. I, I think it should be um, if you're gonna do it, because if it's like a handshake or something, like mm-hmm. how, how you would handshake somebody and people like do that with sometimes people they they do it quite hard. I think if you're gonna like touch feet, then you should have to. You've got to kick the other person as hard as you can, and then you find out which one's stronger. Similar to a handshake. When you greet them. Yes, you kick them as hard as you can to assert dominance. Similar with a hand, you know, like our handshake. You, you shake hands really hard. I'm so glad we did this via correspondence. <laughs> what? No, I mean, I was never. I mean, I, I think I think you could dodge a kick. <laughs> I mean, well, would I be prepared for it? I don't think I would be prepared to just go to your house and then just get fucking kicked in the shin. I mean. Yeah, I'm not going to kick you in the shit. I'm going to kick you in the foot. It's oh. only foot on foot act. I'm, I'm only going to kick your okay. foot. Um, anyway. Um, anyway. The other cool thing about doing it via correspondence is you get to hear the nice ASMR sounds of me making a cup of tea. And that includes the the kettle fucking screaming at me in two minutes. So everyone get excited for that. Oh, good. That's good. Um, I Because this was a while ago. I'm a bit confused as to... <laughs> Like what's happening? But um, <laughs> C- Connie and Jonathan are still talking about bowling. Um, Josh is still holding on to the Kathy thing, um, and then Ivan says, uh, "Not the time to boast." But Alex and I are doing really well to David and Michael. Um, and then we find out Stacy wrote leave, um, and then Michael is not sure if he's going to write leave like he said he would. Um, mm. And then now we're at the commitment ceremony. All Great. of that ver- very crucial information that you all but needed. Yes, thank you so much for all of that. Um, no worries. I actually edited on the fly and got rid of a few things that I'd written down. You wrote down more than that? I wrote down more. I wrote down Michael continues to say he lost his memory. I said well, Mike, not Na- <laughs> Natasha <laughs> and Mikey happy they didn't go to dinner party. Um, I said... Um, As they should be. Genius move. 
Connie and Jonathan still talking about bowling? I don't know if I just said that or not. Um, you already said that. Now you're okay. rehashing the information you already said. Okay, well, all of those things are extra things. And um, yes, all my notes are, are very good. Always. <laughs> okay. So we got, um, you know, a fair few couples commitment ceremony. Let's go through. First one we have is Alex and Ivan, our Slavic king and queen. Um, I love them. Yeah, I love them. They're my favorite. I love um, them. I think they're beautiful. Um, they had a intense day with Ivan's mum and they handled it well. Yeah, and it seems to have made Alex horny for a pash or something. Yep. Yep, um, she pashed him. There we go. Uh, and Ivan says, I think the ideal situation is for us to walk out of this experiment and then Alex jump in, jumps in and says, pregnant. Wow. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I think they might have weirded Ivan's look up a bit um, for the start of the show because he just seems to look quite normal now. Like, I think we just saw a lot of images of him in his little tidy whities Yeah, I think he looks normal now and also um, I like him a lot. I think they might be the Cam and Jules of this season. Um, mm, I don't know. Because I, I think, don't know about I don't that. Know, I like them. I like them a lot. I mean, I think that they're a lot more interesting and fun than Cam and Jules were. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why they're not the Cam and Jules. <laughs> I just meant that they seem like the nice couple. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, so they obviously say, Kathy and Josh uh, are, oh my God, they're still not in a good place after all this. Josh is resentful that Kathy was jealous and Kathy is upset that Josh was dismissive of her feelings. Um, but they both okay. say stay. Um, good. Yeah, Boring. good. Mikey and Natasha look very happy and that is because they both write leave and they do not want to be here anymore. Um, so good choice. Vail, Mikey and Natasha, that is for the best. Yeah. <laughs> they were never going to be happy. I'm glad they left when they did instead of becoming enemies. Um, yep. yep. Um, Michelle and Steve were next. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not going anywhere forwards with intimacy is what we find out now. Um, no. Michelle Michelle says she told Steve she just wanted to have sex. Yeah, um, she said, why don't we, let's just have sex. Um, and this and he's, made Steve so mad. Well, he said the most disgusting thing uh, in the world to me, which was that, if I'm <laughs> if I'm I'm not gonna have sex with Michelle, I will make love to Michelle. Yeah, um, <laughs> <really> vomit, vomit, <laughs> so bad, <laughs> yuck. I have never, will never, ever, ever make love in my entire life. Disgusting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Disgusting. No, just, yeah, it's it's gross as shit. I don't want. I hear only about that. fuck. Yes. And, no one. I don't want to hear about anyone making love. Oh, hear that? Oh, oh no! Bit of fun. Oh, that's um, horrible. That's come across terrible in the microphone. Has it? Oh, now it's you disgusting. know what my life is like since Mark fucking hid the electric kettle. Fucking nightmare. Oh, uh, he's away. Why don't you just find it? I don't have that many cups of tea, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, every time I see you, you have a cup of tea. Well, yeah, that's because when I go on the podcast, I have a cup of tea. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, (laughs) 
Um, whatever. Um, my s- never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um, so Steve and Michelle stay. I guess. Yep. <coughs> Stacy and Michael. We get to them. This mm-hmm. is so annoying to me. Um, so yes, as we I know, guess. Michael kissed um, fucking Hayley. Hayley and denied it. Says says that definitely didn't happen, but also I don't remember anything. Yes, he says he blacked out, which is absolutely not um, a defense. That's like... Yeah, Stacey, if you say you blacked out and someone else says you did this, you can't just be like, liar. <laughs> yeah. It's, That's not how it works. Stacey keeps on saying that she's a lawyer and that this wouldn't stand up in court. And I'm like, well, the blackout defense certainly wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. The absence of an alibi. You can't even yeah. tell us what you were doing instead. Um, yeah, I'm very angry. So M- Michelle starts yelling at Michael, saying that he is lying. Mm-hmm. And she says, and am I in a different time zone? Now, which what makes I th- sense. What I think she meant to say was, am I in the twilight zone? Yes. That's my theory on where she was going with that because <laughs> what would a different time zone matter? <laughs> she, am I in Argentina? <laughs> that, I guess... I guess that would be it, and um, yeah, I don't know what that would mean, but so Michael said earlier. So everyone's mad at them because it's like Stacy is just basically giving him an eat. She's not. She's not going that hard on him, to be honest. And everyone's frustrated, um, and so she writes leave, and then Michael said he would write leave to give her the opportunity to leave, but no, he's written stay. After he's yes. like, oh, I want to fight for her. Um, and he says, now you've got a week to stop crying and sm- start smiling again. Lovely thing to say after you cheat on your wife. <laughs> you've, you've got a week. <laughs> to get over this so we can be happy again. Um, Something that you should all know um, is that it didn't take a week. No, it took like no. 10 seconds. <laughs> also, for everybody at home, you might have heard maybe my voice go a bit distant, but that was just because I was getting my electric kettle and topping up my cup. You don't have to brag about it, okay? Okay, well, um, I kind of do. <laughs> because God, I miss. They... You know what I miss? What? Being able to put the kettle on and just walk away. And if I forget about it, it just turns off. I can come back like five minutes after, get the, I don't, nothing scream. It just screams at me and there's an open flame. It is, there's a reason we all went to electric kettles. Anyway. So, um, sorry, well, but can I ask a question? Why does Mark want that kettle? I I don't know if it's like a, he likes the look of it uh, in like, in contrast to like another appliance on the bench. But, the thing is, it also takes longer. It does take longer, and I told like, him that, and he said, "No, it like doesn't." Like a lot, it takes a and lot longer. And I said, longer. "It does." <laughs> but it's not a. F- it's, you know, sometimes you have to pick and choose your fights in relationships. You know. Why don't you just get a kettle, put it in the cupboard, and then it take it out when you want to use it, and then put it back? Oh, well, get that it out. Takes too long. That's more annoying. Oh my god, you're annoying. What? What is it? Do you have coronavirus, Danielle? You, you've got coronavirus. 
You're being real I've, cranky. I've got an- annoyed at you complaining about the kettle, but then also not solving <laughs> your own problems. <sighs> um, no, it doesn't actually annoy me that much. I mostly think it's funny. Okay, well then you've got coronavirus because why are you complaining about something that you don't actually get annoyed about um just for content um to seem interesting and so I can talk about um Mark because I'm actually in love with him but don't tell anyone oh my god well nothing you've said has made me think gee (laughs) Naomi is in love with this man (laughs) hey I spent a lot of time on this podcast defending Italians (laughs) that's right you've defended the yellers Um, anyway, we get to Connie and Jonathan. Connie says leave and Jonathan says stay because I can't remember and I don't care. Um, yes? Yes, I'm, 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 I'm very annoyed at this couple. Um, I feel like, uh, Connie is getting the crazy edit. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know. She is, I can feel that when I talk to other people, they're like, like they complain about Connie and I'm like, I don't think Connie has done anything wrong. No, I feel like Connie is at like, she's, she's at her wits end. Like she's annoyed because I don't think he's been, I don't think he seems caring at all or like he gives a shit about her. I think he does just want to be on TV and thought it would just be an easy ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he doesn't, he doesn't put anything into the relationship or whatever. And I just think that she just like wants to, spend time together and try and do things and he just doesn't want to do any of that stuff like i mean the bowling thing was like a classic thing i was like he didn't even care Mm. to like to he could have just said at the time i don't feel like going bowling but instead he said yes and then he went and he cancelled also we find out that she doesn't mean temp in bowling what so they go lawn bowls she means lawn bowls yeah oh oh well, that's nicer, I think, than bowling. Yeah, absolutely. I th- had thought for a moment that that was an extreme red flag when I thought that <laughs> it was temp in bowling that she was getting. And you'd be about. right. You'd be yes. right. But lawn that's bowls, cycle. you can have a nice chill afternoon, have some glass of pims, some lawn bowls. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say. So they also they do a thing where they um say nice traits about each other and mm-hmm. Con- Connie says some nice traits about Jonathan and then um, Jonathan says Jonathan just doesn't say anything he just says the lady he married isn't who he's with now so he doesn't have anything nice Oof. to say about Connie at all Jesus I think he just he's he's made this woman go crazy yeah like he's he's just given her nothing to the point where she's just feeling like an insane person because he's continually saying I think this is going good and she's like what the fuck are you on about well that's what she says at the style episode she says uh, that she she keeps questioning herself am I too crazy am I too emotional Uh (laughs) oh not a good sign Connie run run Connie he's gaslighting you Mm -hmm. um anyway Connie oh, writes then, leave, Jonathan writes stay. Then we're talking about David and Haley. Oh, I'm so oh, – this was over. Now I'm mad that we have to talk about it again. Haley yeah. and David, obviously awful for each other. Um, Haley calls David a lowy and a creme de la crumb. My favourite new saying. Spot on. Um, 
absolutely spot on. He is a creme de la creme. Yeah. God, I cannot even stand the timbre of his voice. Um, I despise him with everything in me. Yeah, he, in front of the experts, after saying that he doesn't feel he's done anything wrong, he eventually apologizes through gritted teeth for the toothbrush incident, but you can tell he doesn't fucking mean it. And that's um, why Haley declines the apology. Yeah, I would too, because it's not a real apology. He doesn't feel bad in the slightest. He's a child. He's a 31-year-old child. God, I can't stand this man. <laughs> He's the worst. Um, and then uh, David says leave and Haley says stay. Yeah. Clearly as a mechanism to try and grab some power back because he has done something so disgusting to her. And then the experts say, no, you're going home. Thank I, God. I also didn't like that when Haley said stay, Stacy yelled out, nobody likes you to Haley, which is really yes. rude and mean. And then it is rude. Steve, Steve, the one time I've ever liked something he's said, he's just said, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Which is like, thanks, Steve, for Good your on input. Steve. Um, we Good know you like Steve. talking anywhere, but for once it's sort of paid off. <laughs> um, yeah, Stacey was, she's clearly, obviously, angry, but still angry at Haley. Haley angry at the Michael. wrong person. Angry at the wrong person, yeah, but it's just like somehow she's like sticking up for David in this situation. It's like David isn't on your side, Stacey. He's literally no. said he's so happy it happened, even though he's yeah. lying. <laughs> he's clearly not yeah. happy it happened. He's clearly extremely hurt. Um, anyway, I just don't – anyway, they're gone. Thank fucking Christ. Um, yep, done. Never to be heard from again, except for <sighs> all over social media. Well – Lucky I've never been online in my entire life, so I won't see it. Okay. Well, Naomi's gone delirious with the coronavirus um, because if there's <laughs> one thing I know about Naomi, it's that she is online 24-7. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But you know what? Um, yesterday was International Women's Day and I was busy, so I didn't spend it online and it is the best International Women's Day I've ever had. Wow. Because usually International Women's Day, I would say, is the worst day in the world to be a woman because people just take it as an opportunity to talk about how stupid feminism is. Ah. Um, but I didn't have to read any of that and it was just nice. I just went about my day and that's the real feminism is a woman just being able to go about her day. Wow, what a beautiful time. I realised that I was watching fights um, yesterday um, but one of the greatest women's uh, MMA fights of all time happened yesterday. So that is an, a win for um, feminism and International Women's Day again. It will go well, down in the Congratulations to those women. To Whaley Zhang and Joanna Jean-Chentrick. I don't know how to say <laughs> Joanna's last name. I Every time. I just like every time I'm like Jean-Chentrick. Well, and, I don't think anyone if, will be surprised at one of us pronouncing someone's name wrong and after if you, all this time. If you Google it, you can't read it, okay? Because it's Polish and the letters are different. So, John Jencek is how I say it. Or Joanna John Jencek. Or, uh, anyway, <laughs> sometimes I just call her JJ. <laughs> JJ. JJ Abrams did the best <laughs> MMA fight 
in history for women. Thank you so much, JJ. Um, Waylee Zhang, who won? Oh, well, good on her. Even more so, some would say, than JJ Abrams. Okay, no, um, they. Okay, I need to send you a photo because JJ's oh. head, head. I've never seen a head so fucked up from a fight in my life. It after looked the fight, like after the fight, it. I've never seen anything like it. It looked like, um, it looked like a video game that hadn't been, like, the graphics were really shit on the video game. Like, like something you'd play at an arcade bar. Yeah, I'm gonna try and Google it now, um, and I'm gonna send you a photo, um. I don't really want to see it. You you do. <laughs> um, you definitely do. There's something about just watching people kick the shit out of each other that doesn't appeal to me. Are you sure? Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I've, I've 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 just sent you a um, photo. Um, it will be on your uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, of what she looks like in the like a weigh in, and then what she looked like after uh! the fight. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, Never seen anything like it. What the fuck? Ew. St- oh my god, I'm so upset. Never. Ew. <laughs> what? It's god damn. Her it's head inc- is like swollen to shit. Yeah, she had a hematoma. Um, It was like kicked into it. I think it's a hematoma. That I don't sounds really bad. Yeah, this yeah. should not be my chosen profession. But again, International Women's Day, congratulations on getting your head kicked in. Um, okay, episode two. We've got four more episodes to get through, Danielle. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. Oh, where were we? Okay. Um, uh, no shit notes, okay? <laughs> okay, what? I don't okay, want to well, hear about fist have... bumps. Okay, well, then I don't have any notes. Because um, I just have I'm the f- like I have some shit notes at the top, which was about Stacey and Michael, which it, who gives a shit. But then I just have a note that says I'm fun con, I'm not bummer con. Because what? that's what Connie Connie said about herself. She said I'm fun con, I'm not bummer con. Yeah, um, um, true. Which uh, which was just an interesting um, thing to say about yourself, but you know. Um. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we come into <laughs> episode two. Michael is telling he's like, I don't want Stacy to be reminded of what I did all the time. I don't want that for her. Yeah. No shit. Okay. What is wrong with you? Um. And then Michelle says that Michael is like a mosquito that is just buzzing past your ear, and you think you've killed it, but then it's back. Hard agree. Yes. He is. Um. In Michelle's words, why won't he die? <laughs> Brutal. Um. Uh, so then we get to Elizabeth is back. Yes. Now, Lizzie, can I baby. give you, can I please give one shit note before we kick off that? Yeah. Which is that, so they start talking about Lizzie, the experts do, in a back room. Now, they have clear, they clearly filmed this at the time they were talking about all the couples at the start of the season because at that point in time they had a tray of macarons, Okay. <laughs> And now it's midway through the season. We get shown this shot again. Still, not one of the macarons has been eaten. Wow. That is my take I on love this. this is investigative journalism. Nobody eats the macarons provided by Channel 9. And I'm upset because I would eat a macaron. Um, now, maybe they, were, maybe, they've, on t- maybe they are just prop macarons. Who's, th- who's buying prop macarons? Get, eat them. If you buy prop eat. macarons, you never have to replace them. Yeah, but I wanna. I'm, 
I just want them to eat. Somebody eat a macaron. Trish, eat a fucking macaron. And just <laughs> go like, that would be fun viewing. For for Tom, because like you know they need to fill in content because sometimes they are really scraping the barrel. Um, mm. You could have them all be like, "Oh, what's that flavor? It's it's green. Is it going to be pistachio? Is it going to be lime? Oh, oh, I think it's oh, I think it's key lime pie. Oh, yummy! That would be. I'd like that. They all have a sort of like a tasting session to see figure out what the macarons flavors are. Wouldn't you like? I that? think you just. I think you just want to watch, um, like a baking show. Yeah, I do. I want to watch Zumbo's Just Desserts. <gasps> oh, we have to. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love I'm very Zumbos. excited for, for Zumbo. Zumbo? Zumbo, yeah. I love him. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Lizzie's back. Lizzie, you might remember from last year, Married at First Sight. Um, she got a crazy edit, even though she's not crazy. Um, she's cool. She um, famously put pizza in a toaster to warm it up. Yes, um, a legend. Her husband sucked, was annoying, cheated on her with Innes, who separately is a queen, um, in my okay, opinion. Well, <laughs> only. Okay, well, um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, she basically got trampled over um, by a guy who was just the worst. He just fucking sucked so hard. Oh, my God. I forgot how annoying he was. Yeah, that was the most annoying edit because – um, they made Lizzie look crazy, but then at the end of the mm. season did like a pullback and reveal with all the footage to prove that Lizzie wasn't crazy. But it's like, but you made her look crazy. Yeah. You could have shown that footage along the way. Yes, but then they, then maybe the ratings wouldn't have been so good. So just human I think collateral damage. Um, so now they've gifted her this... Um, Sort of, what's it called? Uh, what, when second you come, chance. When, when you come back and you're and you're better, and you um, a reboot. The They've <laughs> rebooted <laughs> <a> Lizzie. Reboot. <laughs> Not a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I? I've been saying this word all week. Why Redemption. Can't you think of it? Redemption arc. Thank you. Um, no even though, even though the show is what was what hurt her the first time. Now the show offers her redemption. Yeah, I think that they shouldn't have allowed Lizzie to come back on the show, um, personally, because mm. I have been f- seeing like because like I've, uh, sometimes I go check out people from the show's Instagram pages, see how they're going and that sort of thing. And Lizzie does post a fair bit about how she's had like some mental health issues this year and having to go like <clears throat> stay with her parents and have time out for a little bit, um, and just like how the show has. The show's obviously given her, like, a lot of things, like, given her Instagram followers and made it so that she can, I guess, probably live off, um, like, sponsorship deals and things like that um, Mm. and being a personality. But also I think that um, the show has probably also damaged her mental health a lot. And um, I just think as well, like, there's so much stuff where it's, like, the – she got called, like, Sam was, like, commenting on her weight and then also, like – the Australian public was always going on about like how her makeup and hair were really shit and now she's come back with like basically just conforming to exactly what Australia wanted her to do with her looks. Um, yeah, her redemption arc is now that she fits into this very s- 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 tiny set of standards. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. made me sad to see because I was like, oh no, what happens if 
Australia goes her again for her looks in a different way and then she's like she'll because every, people are so critical of all that stuff yeah um I just I stress about her like I'm like oh no what happens if they're like now she's too skinny now her, her hair's still shit she needs a a lob and and she needs to and you're like Jesus Christ everybody settle down yeah just leave her alone but I hope at least I mean yeah at least like people will stop bullying her online because <laughs> I've God, seen I redemption so. arcs work in the past um but usually on people who seemed like a bitch and then you find out they're actually funny, not... Um, oh, you mean like Alex Nation except that it, the redemption art worked for everybody except you where you liked her initially and then you didn't like her because she chose Bill over Brooke? It's not that I don't like her for choosing Bill. It's that I'm <laughs> disappointed and I think she is also disappointed because sometimes people just make a wrong decision and obviously we can't go back in time and change it, but if we would, we could. And I think Alex Nation and I are on the same page with that one. Okay. <laughs> and also another one that, yes, I liked initially, um, Kira, who I don't know if you've seen Kira. Have you not no, seen Kira? No, From I've The Bachelor. Seen Kira. She was painted as a huge bitch, but I was like, okay, but she's very funny. And then um, on Bachelor in Paradise, we found out, yes, she was actually just really funny. Um, anyway... All right, so Elizabeth is back. This time she's marrying Seb, who is a very tall man. Yes, six who foot six. is, I guess, would describe himself as quirky. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> He's a quirky boy. <laughs> yes. Um, the I didn't mean it like this, but what I wrote down is thinks he has a personality. Brutal of me, um, but you know he does talk about how he has a personality a lot. <laughs> yes, I think that's what people have told him. I think yeah. that's how they've described his, um, like, quirks. I think they've just basically said, wow, you have personality, don't you? Like that. Mm. Now he just repeats it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another couple who are coming in. Casey is a dancer who is in L.A. Yes. And Can we? And Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Um, because later on, her the door to their apartment says Casey and it's spelled K-A-S-E-Y. But at the start, her name on the screen is Casey, the letter K and the letter C. Is her name K-C? Uh, like, is it, is it Casey spelled K-C or is it Casey spelled K-A-S-E-Y? Because on the screen at the start, it was spelled K-C. And that is a red flag from me. A red flag. <laughs> you have the fucking stupidest red flags. <laughs> well, if I look up Casey, you know what I think's happened? What? Maybe her name's Casey, but she goes, because her last name starts with a C. So maybe it's both. Okay. So, but I'm guessing that she was like, my name, I want to be known as the letter K, the letter C, and then the props department. You know, set design, they just did that and that was a lot earlier in the piece. Okay. Anyway, so Casey, um, she was in LA dancing. She's She was, they say this, she was in the Pussycat Dolls in the burlesque show. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> oh, right. Um, and then she says, I will never find love in LA, which is probably true because I don't know if you if you know this, Danielle, but I've actually been to LA Yes. And um, and everyone there is crazy. Yes, because everybody wants to be a star. 
and they all talk so nicely, but it doesn't mean anything. So I fully understand this. Um, and then she's marrying Drew, who is a wedding singer. From Cairns, yes. Which is something that I had forgotten until I reread it just now. I forgot that was his job. Yes, I can never forget because he's quite often shirtless and he has a tattoo, which is some hands. And out of the hands, there are some um, sort of like uh, some music notes um, coming out that twirl around his arm. Ah, he loves music. He loves music. And the only way to show that you love music is to have it on your arm (laughs) and chest. Um. So we get to their wedding. We get to Elizabeth and um, Seb's wedding. Now, yes. they Elizabeth comes down the aisle, sees Seb. Seb's very happy. Um, doesn't recognize her. So from funny last season because he didn't really watch that much of it. Um, and so he's just like, "Wow, what a beautiful woman this is." Um, they meet and then they're both nervous. And then he says, Goose for a bar. Now, Danielle, do you know what that's from? Um, no. I have no idea what that's from. Do you know what that's from? Yes, I do know what it's from. It's yeah. from a movie that I used to know every single word to. And then for the last 10 years, I like forgot it existed. And then it like fucking hit me hard. It's from the 2003 um, comedy film Anger Management starring Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Ah, two of Naomi's idols. (laughs) Now, why he is referencing a 2003 Adam Sandler film (laughs) in 2020 is beyond me. I was like, why do I know that? Why is he saying it now? (laughs) I I mean, I like it more now. It's so funny to me. And then I messaged my sisters immediately and they were both like, oh my God. Um, also, no, I genuinely do love Adam Sandler. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Yes. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Did you know um, I saw that um, in a cinema in LA? I don't, know, I don't know if you know this, but I went to LA recently. Um, oh, I think I know. Yeah, just reminding you. And I saw Uncut Gems and it's such a stressful film. And then at one yes. point... Mark's next to me and he's going like, and I was like, well, this is, I mean, it's the film stressful, but this isn't the most stressful part of what's going on. And then I realized that like for a minute without me noticing, some women had been like fighting with each other, like five rows in front of us. Oh. (laughs) This like younger woman and older woman and they were both there with their partners and then like they stand up and they start like pointing at each other and screaming. Jesus Christ. And then the older woman, I think she was drunk. Her husband like grabs like grabs her and like pull there. He's like, let's go sit in another. There's plenty of seats. So it's like, let's not sit, sit next to them. So he gets up and sits like in our row and she's sitting there all grumpy. And then she decides, no, I bought that seat. I deserve to sit there, I guess. So she gets up and he like grabs her and tries to pull her back down onto the seat. So they're having this like sort of scuffle where he's just, he's got his arms around her torso and she's trying to like wriggle out of it. (laughs) And then eventually she gets out because he's obviously not going to like physically pin her down. So then she goes and she sits back down next to this girl and then they sit there until the end of the film. And then so at the end of the film, everyone's leaving. We're sitting there because I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see what happens next. Um, 
And so uh, the woman, the older woman's just sitting there crossing her arms and not moving. And then this young couple is like pretending that they don't notice that she's blocking their exit. And then they're like, oh, we'll just go the long way. So then eventually they get up. Oh, her husband's left, by the way, the old guy. He's like, come on, get up. And she's just crossing her arms, watching the credits, not looking at him. And he's like, oh, fuck it. So he's gone. And then that young couple gets up and they go around the like long way to exit. And then as they get up, she gets up the other way so she can block their exit. And then like they get to the exit and she just starts screaming at them <laughs> and like pointing her finger. And then the young woman's like, I don't want to hear your, I don't want to smell your fucking garlic breath. And they just scream. And I got it on video. So I can post that because I filmed it in case the older woman like assaulted someone because I really thought she was going to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, no- usually, usually I get annoyed when anything disrupts anything I'm viewing like a live comedy show or a movie or something but it matched the vibe of the film so well that it was just exciting yeah that is a stressful movie to watch I struggled with it because I was so annoyed at every decision he was making throughout the movie oh my god it's such a good film yeah you're like no no! (laughs) um anyway highly recommend a great film by Adam Sandler. Well done. And he said if yes. he didn't get an Oscar, he would make, quote, make a movie that's so bad on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And then after the, and then like a day after the Oscar nominations come out, came out and he wasn't nominated, he like announced like another four movie deal. And everyone was like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Anyway, um, um, back I, to the sh- I go, think go. I... I think I wrote a good um, a good quip about Seb. Oh, I'd love um, to hear his quip. Because Seb Seb was constantly talking about how people think he's a meathead um, and a jock and, and he's actually quite a sensitive guy. And he kept bringing that mm-hmm. up over and over and over again. So this is my quip. I said, Seb is the <laughs> Vanessa of worrying he's going to be perceived as a meathead jock. Yes. Because Vanessa Amazing was always talking about quip. Skin. Thank you. What a good quip. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that quip. I know. It's a very on-topic, relevant quip to the show. <laughs> Some would say a callback, almost. Yes, a very good callback. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> halfway through the vows, because they do the vows, um, Lizzie sort of mentions um, that she's been on the show before. And that's when it clicks in Seb's head that she is Lizzie from last season. And yes, we find out he that did Seb, not notice. Yes, and then we find out that Seb loved her last season. Yes, which um, is great news. But also, yes. um, why you don't have to bring up your past failed marriages in your vows. Yeah, I thought that was a weird thing to do. Um, I, th- I was sort of like, oh, you could just do the vows. But maybe if she thought he was going to recognize her straight away, that yeah. it would be like the elephant in the room if she didn't bring it up. Yeah. Well, other maybe. people did notice who she was mm. in the crowd. Um. Anyway, um, we have Casey and Drew. I really, I have three notes for the rest of this episode. Do you? I do not have much to say. Um. Okay. Uh. I think so. My first note was that. Uh, for Casey and Drew's wedding, I think. Or, yeah, I think it was Casey and Drew's wedding. I just said, is this where Mel and Dino got married last year? Question mark. Um, so, I think you'll <laughs> agree be. that I have great notes again. Um, 
<laughs> as, as soon as Casey's grandma sees Drew, uh, she says he looks like her type. That's a good thing. Um, yes. Uh, then Lizzie has a photo. Ha- Lizzie, Lizzie has her photo shoot with Seb, and she starts to have flashbacks to last year. Um, and she mm. sort of is freaking out. But he tells her he was attracted to her last year, which I think is a nice thing for her because I think if she felt like everybody didn't like the way she looked last year, it would be nice to be like, oh, he he likes me then, and he likes me now. So yeah, don't have to stress about that too much. Um, yeah. We go back to Casey and Seb and we find out that Casey, Casey's husband Drew, lives with a girl. <gasps> OMG. Oh my God. That's, oh. and this will continue to <laughs> come up. Yes. She didn't um, come to the wedding, which is also, why wouldn't she come to the wedding? Is it because she was busy? <laughs> Um, <laughs> or she'd have to pay for her own flights for this <gasps> wedding that is um, not exactly a real wedding. <gasps> to be fair, though, if I got invited to a married at first sight wedding, nothing could stop me from going to the wedding. Oh, absolutely! But um, I would have been. You know, not everyone has the same priorities as us. No, Correct that is priorities. True. Um, yes. So they, uh, they. Oh my God! We cut to Seb. Seb and Lizzie do their first dance. Yes. And then Seb does, he does a little Peter Garrett. So um, we're talking, he's the lead singer of Midnight Oil and then he became an MP. Um, yes. And then sold out on all his values, if I remember correctly. Anyway, um, but he has a very uh, unique dancing style and Seb decides to do this on the dance floor for Lizzie. What is with all these men who just get up and dance alone at their own weddings? It is so bizarre to me. I don't think it ever looks good. It doesn't even, you could be like an amazing dancer. It still looks fucking weird to be dancing alone at your own wedding. Like it's not about one person. It's about the couple. Yeah, I reckon they're just having a bit of fun. Let them have a bit of fun. Not on my watch. Um, Lizzie, I think Sarah finds this funny. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And they have a few kisses and Seb has to keep pulling away because he's clearly trying not to get a boner or something. Yeah, that that to me was uh, so funny. Um, (laughs) I was confused by it because I was like, is he really getting a boner mid one second of a kiss? Well, I mean, it's a very exciting day. You I know, guess it's like so. Ath- it's like athletes when they when they're at the Olympics, they get bonus. Do they? Did you notice that? Like gymnasts and stuff. Hmm. Maybe it's just you've got a bl- it, there's rub a lot it up of blood on the rushing around. Oh yeah. You know, it gets it ends up in places. It pulls. Yeah. <laughs> um. So nowhere to hide in those uniforms. What? Like nowhere to hide in a gymnast. Oh, uniform. exactly. Oh my god, nightmare. Um anyway, that's all I've got. You got anything else for that one? Um What do I have? Um I have a note that um Casey asked why um Drew was 31 and single cuz she thinks it's a bit of a red flag that he's mm. um he's still single and he explains he was with a girl for 6 years. Um he got engaged and the wedding got called off 8 weeks out and that makes Casey see that he he is committable, um, and she seems. She's to be also okay thirty-one and single. Yes, 
Uh, yes, she's 31 single but not a red flag because she lived in LA where um, nobody wanted to settle down or something. Right, okay. <laughs> um, Why is being single is always seen as this big fucking red flag? Surely that's better than being in a relationship you're not happy in. I just don't understand why. I guess, and I guess this is the concept of married at first sight, that like finding that one person is like the be all and end all of your life and that's what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe yeah. some people have other priorities. No, nobody has any other priorities. You want to <laughs> get married ASAP and then have some babies. So and then, stupid. You know, I don't know. Get Then get your divorce. <sighs> um, all right, let's go to episode three. So we're back with our Ridgy Ditch um, people. Um, Stacy is still not happy with Michael. Yeah. Nor would I be. Um. Connie and John do an inspiration wall, an inspo wall, um, which turns out to just be them writing all of their flaws on the kitchen wall. Yes. <laughs> this overwhelms Jonathan. For some reason. <laughs> all the things is just like, don't be rude. Be, and it's for both of them. I just think this was not a great, co- like, it, maybe it sounds like a good idea, but it's just like telling them all the things that they have to change, and it does. It looks depressing. <laughs> yes. Don't be um confrontational. Be honest. Be just relax. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, we see Seb and Lizzie on their honeymoon. Seb um does a little robot dance. Yep. Um, My beautiful. goodness, is he quirky? I love him. seems happy though. Um, he clearly wants to be there with her and likes her, which is a win for her. Yes. Um, Kathy and Josh um, are trying to get their spark back. They're trying to just forget, you know, just move on um, from their little spat and they go to, essentially they go to bounce. I don't know if it was bounce, but. It's bounce. I um, think that it should be very easy to, for them to move on from this spat. I'm very confused as to how this spat has lasted so long and has been so intense. Right? It's so, like, they have so much fun together. It's like, what are you, you're just wasting your own time. Yeah, just put it behind you, move on. And I feel like they both, it's not like, if it was someone like Michael, I understand not being able to move on because he doesn't understand what he's done wrong and he won't even admit it. Yeah. But, like, They've both said their piece and been very honest and receptive. And it's like. Oh. Yeah, I'm still confused as to why this has been such a big issue for them. Anyway, if I could, I would grab them and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe let's get John Atkin on the phone. Yeah. He can shake him up for us. Give him some fucking good advice, John. You <laughs> psycho. Um, Michelle and Steve go to the beach um, Steve mm. has beach trauma from nearly drowning <laughs> as a kid. Why would um, you say it like that? Well, he does have beach trauma. <laughs> I know, I just the words beach trauma. <laughs> well, that's what I wrote in my notes, okay? I'm pretty sure maybe they said that. I don't know. Or maybe I just <laughs> interpreted it as that. Anyway, Steve doesn't want to kayak in shallow water. 
Um, because and he then- capsized. He was on a boat that capsized once. I mean, I understand. I kind of understand this, but I mean, maybe because I wasn't traumatized by it forever. So maybe I don't understand it. But I was on a boat once and they were like, go in the little donut thing. You know how they put a donut behind a boat and you in it and then they, and then yeah. they speed the boat off? And I was like, I don't want to do that. And they were like, just do it. And I was so small and I was like, okay. And then they did it and I was like, and then I was like breathing in water. (laughs) It was awful. And I was like, I didn't want to do that. And then I was terrified. But yeah, I've swam since then. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I went down. We have this um, in just outside of Townsville. um, We have this place called the Rock Slides. And it's like where the water from the rain is sort of like carved, sort of like slides down these massive rocks and they Mm. sort of like go into a pool and because it's sort of like got like a waterfall of water running down it you can sort of like go jump in it and go down it but we went down there like right after uh the wet season so it was really pushing like it was really a lot of water and I got in it and I was like probably like 10 or 12 and I got on the rock slides and then I just went down them and then the water coming behind me just kept pushing me under the water and I couldn't swim up um or out Ooh. and so then I had to get dragged out by like um dad and some uncles and stuff um so that is oh something no. that I've I've never been on the rock slide since um and I would still go down a small um water slide <laughs> you know into some shallow water would you say so you Steve, have rock slides trauma I would say I have rock slides trauma <laughs> yeah I have rock so slides trauma so basically Steve um if you haven't drowned mildly at some point you haven't lived so time to move on yeah <laughs> anyway steve enjoys the kayaking fight well eventually michelle pushes him so hard to do it and i was like okay just leave him alone at this point like he clearly doesn't want to do it and she's just ba- i'm like how bad do you want to be on this fucking kayak like it's not even kayaks aren't even that good yeah i think it's something that i would be like why don't you just go on the kayak alone yeah just she was pushing it so hard and I was annoyed even though when he eventually did it he was like grateful that she pushed him and stuff I was like it reminded me of the bachelor when they're like you're really scared and you don't want to do it you can do it <laughs> it's like it's not this kayak isn't like it isn't like a great life risk with great life reward it's just a fucking sitting on a little boat it's yeah. not important it's no big anyway. But it's he, he got he overcomes his fear, so good on him. Um and then uh cut back to Lizzie and Seb on their honeymoon. Oh god. Seb surprises Lizzie with strawberry picking. And um not not for the first time she brings up like clearly she's triggered and it reminds her of Sam because famously he fed her st- strawberries. I mean this this is th- this uh, annoyed me a, a tiny bit because um, when Lizzie walks into the strawberry thing, when she realizes they're going strawberry picking, she goes, strawberries? Are you serious? As if Seb <laughs> should know that because of last year, as if like I forgot about the strawberry Nutella incident completely. Well, do you know what? I was I was having the same reaction, but there were probably so many memes that like, she probably did, was associating with strawberries a lot because people were making a lot of jokes about strawberries to her. Like it wasn't just about the show, it was about the reaction. Yeah. Anyway, Lizzie has PTSD from strawberries and 
we find that out now. So we got beach trauma and PTSD from strawberries in this show so far. Um, and Seb, Seb seemingly, like, he actually takes all of this stuff on board incredibly well. Mm. If this was me, I would have been like, I'm sorry I forgot that you had a strawberry last season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So you'd be a bitch about it, is what you're I'd, saying. Yeah, I'd be a bit like, what the, f- what, the, what? what? But pe- also he s- didn't watch it, so he doesn't really know. Yeah. But she, she says it like I was force-fed strawberries. <laughs> like she was held down on a bed. Someone yeah. shoved strawberries. Yeah, it wasn't force fed. Let's okay. No. Um anyway, she was hand um, fed. We we cut to Drew and Casey and Drew says he's a farm boy and Casey seems to be a city girl. Oh. Um will they ever make it work? Who knows? Who knows? But also, I don't know if he is a country boy. I think he's just from mm. Cairns. I think he's that's essentially country. I think he's essentially a suburbs boy. Oh, okay. That's not country enough for you. Well, people can still, like, be from, like, you can still have city people in those towns. I guess the argument is, would you call Cairns a city? Because I would not. It's a city. It's got, like, over 200,000 people. It's got a mire. It's got oh, a big well. mire. It's got a David yeah. Jones. It's got lots of things. <laughs> it's a city. If it's got, if it's got an, a, it's got, like, a CBD area. If it's got a Maya and a David Jones, it's a city. I think it's that's got a harbour. Classify a CBD. <laughs> how dare you? Okay, <laughs> there is apartment blocks and high rises. Is it? Is Cairns near Townville, Townsville at all? Um, it's like a four-hour drive north. Oh yeah, nice, nice little trip for you. <laughs> Yeah, you can go for a weekend or <laughs> to whatever. To go to the city. <laughs> um, I've told you when I was a kid, we didn't have a Myers in Townsville up until I was yeah. probably like 14 Is that, or 15. Did you go to the Cairns one? Um, yeah, so what we did once is uh, my dad used to get his Christmas bonus in Coles Meyer gift cards and um, we would go up to Meyer in Cairns and buy heaps of stuff and then come mm. back. So mum Cute. would always buy like new sheets and... Um, if she needed new pots and pans or knives and stuff, we'd go up there and that's where we'd get our stuff for the year that we needed new stuff of. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, it was a um, fun trip all the time. You already did tell me that story on the podcast, um, but I forgot it was Cairns, so I'm really sorry for what I said earlier. Yes, how dare you? It is the big city. I mean, it's not the big city. <laughs> Townsville and Cairns are about the same size. You know, Ca- Townsville's the capital of North Queensland. So everybody can fuck off. The capital? Yes. Is that in your opinion or is that a fact? That's a fact. How do you have a capital of half a state? Because it's the capital. Okay. <laughs> it's the capital of North Queensland. Uh, do, you yeah, know how, sure. do you know how big Queensland is? Okay. Yeah, it's very big. It's I so know fucking it's very big. big. It's huge. Yeah. All right, get off my face Get out of my face about it, all right? It's a beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful I'm town. understanding very quickly that I am not going to tread any further onto this um, plank. <laughs> it is anyway, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I've been there. I've been on the little, um, you got, there's like a border 
There's like a corner with three states. You stand on it. I've been there. Do you mean you've been to Queensland? Yeah, I've been to Queensland. Okay, so you've never been to Townsville. I don't think I've been to Townsville, no. But I've been to like um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Okay, so you've been 16 hours south of Townsville. <laughs> 16 hours drive? Yes. Wow. I don't, I'm not sure if I've been up north, because I've been up north, Western Australia and Northern Territory, but I'm not, I don't know if I've ever been North Queensland. I guess not. No, probably not. I mean, I assume, I assume not, but who knows. I'm trying to think of where, if any of this looks familiar. I've been to Birdsville. That's, That's in like Central Australia. I'll, um, okay, I'll stop. But, um, you know, I've been a lot of places, so um, just not the All places right. that don't matter. Um, okay, anyway. let's go back to the show. Um, <laughs> Fuck, okay. we're, we're an hour in, dude. Okay, we need to hurry this up. Okay, Drew bought a stuffed Rick doll <laughs> from, like, Rick from Rick and Morty. Okay, Okay, we can't ra- – no, sorry, I, I'm sorry. We cannot rush this. Drew brought on his honeymoon from the show Rick and Morty a plush Rick toy. This is the biggest red flag I've ever seen. Yes, but um, insane. One, one positive is that he didn't buy the Rick doll. Yes. Um, also, um, we find out Could later. Could be construed as a negative because <laughs> it's from his housemate, who again is a woman. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then she says, oh, that's from your girl housemate. And then he goes, yeah, she sprayed her perfume all over it so I don't forget her smell. And then he says Bad he was joking. Move. He says he was yeah. joking, but Casey doesn't think it was a funny joke. I personally think that's a funny joke. Imagine spraying perfume on a Rick doll. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You are right. I wouldn't have said that to Casey, who is clearly – Asking about it because she's worried. <laughs> yes. I, d- um, I, I just, to that I say, Casey, please don't do this to yourself. I guess it brings it back to that age-old argument. Can men and women really be friends? Yes, it's a red flag if somebody isn't friends with people of all genders. Yes, absolutely. Um... Now, uh, Seb and Lizzie play bocce and now this is where it starts to get a bit silly because Lizzie is better at bocce than Seb is and he's like, oh, how are you getting so good at this? Oh, you're cheating. Are you cheating? And she's like, cheating. That's what Sam did to me. (laughs) Yes, this made me, uh, like I already knew that when they did the mental health checks for the show that they definitely didn't choose super mentally healthy people but also couldn't choose super un- I felt like they picked somewhere in the middle so that they could really damage their mental health but mm-hmm. this this to me made me go like oh no Lizzie don't be coaxed into saying stuff that the producers want you to say yeah because surely she wasn't saying cheating cheating oh no surely she didn't well, come up with that she does look a bit worried but maybe they just chose the shots where she's not smiling <laughs> I don't know. yeah no idea <laughs> It's very strange. Um, now we c- cut back to Casey and Drew. 
Um, she's now she's she's freaking spiraling over this housemate nonsense. Um, and she's asking him about it, and he's like, "No, like there's nothing going on." And then she's like, "You're getting pretty defensive," and it's like, "Well, yeah, you are asking him about it." So <laughs> he is having to defend himself. Um, and then she says, "You shouldn't tell me how to feel." And then he says, I just feel like we should be logical. Um, <laughs> which is the most annoying thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> or when, it, when, it, when a man says, let's just be logical, they mean let's just go off written facts and not take into account any sort of nuance or like the tone of my voice where I clearly was joking or insincere or... And let's just pretend that none of that is actually real. Um, so then I can just get away with shit. <laughs> That's what they mean. I um, do think though that this is this is this is something where I, I don't know how I would handle this. If somebody oh, he's right in the fact that it's just a female housemate, get over it. He could have female friends, but Yeah. The fucking um, let's just stop being in our feelings and be logical. That's not how you approach this. You go, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. We are just friends. I'm sorry I made that dumb joke. I didn't know it would affect you like that. I won't joke like that again. Yeah, I just don't think he's had um, much relationship experience since his um, partner ages and ages and ages ago. And yeah. so I'm like, I think probably he doesn't realize that saying that is not the right thing to say. Um, you, you know what I think this show is about? There's only two things at play. Is A, whether you're attracted to someone or not. And B, how good you are at conflict resolution. It's yeah. just that. It's just people either being attracted to each other or not. And then just fighting because they don't know how to. That's all this show is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hated when Casey said, would you put me ahead of your girl roommate? And it's like, well, not at the moment. Like, at the moment. <laughs> She's a way closer friend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know you yet. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's. Anyway. God, I just don't care. We go to (laughs) Seb and Lizzie who are going to go out for a nice dinner date. When Seb sees uh, Lizzie, he goes, princess. Um, (laughs) Which was uh, a, a great way. For him to give a compliment to say that she looks nice. Um, that's so that's so cute. Maybe it's because I'm just I didn't see him do that. I'm just hearing you say it. But when you say it, it's good. Thank you. It was I made I turned to um, Jono during this bit and said, "Oh, you never say, oh, princess." Um, <laughs> and he still hasn't said it. So. <laughs> You know? Um, Mm. Anyway, uh, Seb asks Lizzie how she feels it's going and Lizzie says she thinks it's going okay. And Seb tells Mm -hmm. her that he's going to protect her and be a stable base for her. And he says that he can see himself falling in love with her. And then she sort of freaks out a little bit. Um, And then Lizzie tells Seb that she's never been in love and she doesn't feel worthy of love and that she pushes people away. Which I think is a very nice and open, honest conversation to have this early on. Yeah. Um, and then she says she feels her gut feeling is that um, they could form something, maybe. Hell yeah. Were you the one telling me that they're leaving cute messages on each other's Instagrams? 
No. Someone said that, so that does bode well for the couple. Well, that's nice. So they're commenting on each other's pictures and stuff. That's really nice. Aw. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to our dear friends. Um, Michael does this nice date for Stacy. There's like, is there a helicopter or something? I don't know. Um, um, no, they just go up onto the rooftop of the building. Okay. Uh, and he says he's never wanted to fight for anyone before. So he's fighting for her. Yep. He never felt this way. He also made um, a cheese platter and he put Alan's lollies snakes on it. Are you serious? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm, oh, sorry. No, yes, I am very serious. He wrapped them up too to look like little circles so that they sat nicely on the tray. But very clearly oh, they were Alan's lolly snakes. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucked up. Maybe she loves them. There's no way. Um, uh, and then what else? Um, Connie and John sit down by the river. Yep. With wine and cheese. And they're mm-hmm. like, and Connie's like, isn't this so good? We've been doing so well this week. And John says, no, I fucking hate this. I want to die. <laughs> yes. And then he feels like he's not being himself. Okay. I hate this because I think the thing is, I think that John, Jonathan just doesn't really like Connie that much. Um, because, like, he feels like she's always nagging and stuff. But it's because he's actually not giving her any time at all. Um, mm. and so this week well, it's been I also about, yeah, go. I just think that like she wants to do things. He sort of poo-poos them and says, no, he wants to go do stuff, but he doesn't really involve her in things seemingly. I think then she gets annoyed. So he just sees her be annoyed. Um, now they went to the experts. The experts were like, oh, maybe you should work on doing things. Now he thinks that everything he says like, he seemingly thinks that everything he says is hurtful and gonna hurt her. Um, mm. I don't know. It just, like, I he leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't I don't really like it. I understand I, that. But I've also, randomly, this might surprise you, sometimes I have been accused of maybe being a bit too forthright um, and <laughs> hurting people's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and I have, I feel, I have been in situations with like partners or friends where like I have felt like anything I say is going to be like taken the wrong way. And it's because maybe Johnny's a bit like this too, but I don't know. I'm just a bit of a bitch. And so like I just, I just make jokes at people's expense because the way I get close to people is by bullying them. And sometimes that hasn't worked out for me. And then I've felt like I have to tread extremely lightly. <laughs> so I'm just saying I, I understand being put in that position <laughs> and just being like like biting my tongue so much. Um, it's You know, it's actually really hard to be a bully. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I would never would have thought. I thought you would have just gone about your heartless ways. Yeah, well, no. It turns out if you care about people, it's it ha- it hurts to hurt them. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, um, um, they clearly should just break up because it's not going to work out. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work out. I also think, like, immediately as soon as Connie wrote leave on her card, I knew that the following week um, he was going to write leave. Mm. I just knew it. I was like, he doesn't want to be one-upped. He, like, he doesn't want to, he wants to be in control of the relationship. And I think. Yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't seem like he really cares that much about the relationship, to be honest. No, I just think he wants to be in control of it. Mm. 
And I think at the moment mm-hmm. he doesn't feel in control and that's made him upset. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just reading into it because I find it boring as shit. It's um, very boring. Their relationship is the one of the worst to watch. Um, yeah. Casey. Okay, so we go to Casey. Um, Casey has never dated a guy who has a lot of female friends. Um, to that I wrote, so she's never dated a man who thought of women as people. Um, Absolutely. Which is Correct. why... Which I just think that's one of the reasons why she is so jealous because she's only ever like been around men who thought of women as sexual objects instead of men who just thought of women as friends or people. It's it's yeah. I just think it's something she needs to work on. I think it, that's something for her to work on. I don't think I think he can try and make her feel comfortable, um, mm. but but I just think is like, if you see every woman as a threat, that's not a way to live your life. Um, oh my god, you'd be so tired. Oh, so hard. Oh. And I just, you need to, I, yeah, I just don't think, I think I just want to just, just let him have a female friend that's not, I think it's better because then, I mean, you know, women are people, whatever, we've talked about it before. <laughs> we don't need to go into Well, the I don't know, we never people. landed, <laughs> we never landed on anything, but sure. All right, let's say women are people. Now, what else are you saying? Um, what else do I think? Men can also be people sometimes. Sometimes. When? When? Occasionally. Sometimes you meet one and you're like, that one's okay. Yeah, true. I'd I've be seen friends it. with that I actually one. have seen it in real life. Um, uh, yeah, look, it's, yeah, I, under- I understand where Casey's coming from. If she's only dated misogynistic guys, it's like, why are you talking to another woman? Clearly, you want to fuck her because that's the only she's probably used to all her exes ignoring every other woman that they weren't attracted to and only speaking to attractive women. Yeah, I think this is a big problem. Um, in like, I guess I don't know if it's everywhere, but definitely in Australia, I think like it's like that's why Kathy got upset with Josh talking to Haley. You know? Yeah. I think that so many people are used to um, men not having female friends. And women mm. not having male friends. That Josh does seem like he would have female friends. Yeah. Um, which means that this issue that they're having will definitely be an issue in real life. Yeah. That they have to work through. Because Jesus Christ, people people need to be able to be friends with people who have vaginas or dicks or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever else. Okay? Um... <laughs> You freaking said it. Um, Thank you. F- someone had to say it. Okay? Finally, finally, finally in this day and age. Anyway, also, can I just quietly say, um, quietly, um, Josh is so cute on Instagram. I'm in love with him now. I do not think he has said one problematic thing, which could have been edited, but and I've gone on his Instagram and he makes jokes on his Instagram and they're all incredibly wholesome. That's nice. I like it. You sent and that one of him with his grandma. And he's good at conflict resolution. Huh? He is, you sent me that video of him with his grandma. That was sweet. So cute. It's just him hanging out with, clearly loves his grandma. Yeah. Hanging out with her, just having bickies and tea. Yep. I loved it. He's very sweet. Um, also, what I think. What a fucking cutie. Like you said, he's good at conflict conflict resolution. I think he's a great communicator. And I think he's teaching Kathy yeah. how to communicate. And I hope that they give it the time to do it and he he clearly cares about her he's not just trying to one-up her which is what everyone else is doing in this fucking show anyway yeah 
Um, okay, so, um, and then we end this episode with Steve, oh my god, oh my god, this fucking show, um, Steve telling Michelle that he is not attracted to her, (laughs) and hasn't been attracted to her this whole time, um, and he says, now I wasn't fully watching this, because I think I was on the phone, but I believe what he said is, for some reason Michelle thinks that he has been saying this to the camera this whole time, that he's not attracted to her. He does say that, I think, in the conversation. Um, she's like, have you told anyone? And she's like, and then I think he says like, oh yeah, I've told like the cameras and stuff or whatever. And so that's something that I would be pissed off at too. I would be like, Mm. well, why didn't you just fucking keep that to yourself? Like, I don't mind that you've waited until now. Obviously it takes time for attraction to build up. But if you've been saying that to the camera since week one, I deserve to know that since week one, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, she calls him, she says, you are a top level piece of shit. Um, and... To the cameras, she says, he thinks he's m- moey, but he's warm piss in a plastic glass. Um, love wow. that. Wow. She's angry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, IMO. Um, then we have our next episode. Um, it's the dinner party episode. It's Wednesday night, baby. Um, and we see Michael and Stacey getting ready and they're like, who, let's just like, who cares what people say about us? You know, let's just go in and just be us. And I'm like, what? Are, all they're going to say is, remember Michael cheated on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Casey and Drew come in. Yep. And then they show a little talking head of Stacey saying, I think Casey's cute. I don't think she's hot necessarily. And then they just fucking double down on this supposed rivalry um because casey is obviously beautiful and then casey Casey. inadvertently sits between stacy and michael yeah (laughs) and then stacy just sits there like like she was carved out of ice (laughs) yes that made me sad but also um what i think is that i think casey looks like somebody who would be on home and away like, she, yeah. she looks like she would be on Home and Away or Neighbours or something because, like, the new hot lady who's moved to town um, and, <laughs> and she's got memory loss from her childhood. Um, she's got what? M- memory loss. Um, I don't know. She seems like she could be, like, Kate Ritchie's sister. <laughs> um, okay, memory loss. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway. She um, looks like she's had some sort of head injury. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they just, they really focus on this. Um, but I won't because stupid, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think it will rear its head again. Um. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to come into play, um, just because of what we see in the commitments area the next time. It's commitment ceremony. Yeah. I think that it will be a weird thing between them. Um, but, uh, Seb and Elizabeth enter next and everybody mm. is starstruck. Yes, they are. Which is funny because they are, they're in the exact position that Lizzie was in. Like, they'll have the same amount of fame. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just like, <laughs> um, this is made a bit worse by everyone, um, seeming to think that Seb's name is Sam and yes. calling him Sam. Her ex-husband's name. Um, Brutal. Brutal. Yes. This happens on at least two occasions. Um, 
Very funny, what though. What else do we see? Yes, very funny. Um, Kathy convinces Casey to forget about the freaking Rick toy, yep. which is good. Good work from... Kathy's probably the only person she could have talked to about it. Yep. Um, because Kathy understands what it's like to be jealous. Yes. Um, and Lizzie is immediately bored of all of them. <laughs> she... Yes thinks they're not saying something and she's like why what's going on why aren't you all screaming at each, at each other and throwing wine yeah obviously last year of like cr- insane season with mm-hmm. everything that happened um never never seen anything as crazy as last season you know Cyril yep. yelling martha jess um the the boys whoever they are whatever their names are I've forgotten because I don't care about them. Um, Mike. Mike, annoying. Remember Mike? Sam, Ugh, annoying. Um, yeah. That man who was with um, that beautiful lady who was an intruder, Tammy. Was that her name? Susie? No, Tammy. The other one. Uh, Tammy and Dan? Yeah, I hated Dan. Yeah, Dan. The one who was charged with like being part of that scam or something. Yes, him. Um, him. Wow. Cheating. <laughs> All these Mom. people that we can barely remember their names now. <laughs> yes. Very dramatic season. Yeah, it was. Um, but anyway, anyway. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? I did find her quite funny in this. She keeps just uh, sort of just pulling faces at them being like, why are you so fucking boring? Um, and she has a very so- um, emotive face. She does. She does. Which, finally, they're putting it to use. Instead of just making her look crazy, they're actually using it in the narrative where it works really well. Um, you know, a waste. Waste of good storytelling last year. Yes. Um, not that they were short on story. Um, so Josh and Kathy decide they're going to confront Michael and Stacy about the fact that they're all hunky-dory Mm-hmm. After Michael cheated on Stacy and still hasn't admitted it, um, and they ask her what what's going on, she says that she forgives him, but the trust isn't back yet. Um, and then Josh and Michael get into a little bit of a confrontation, and he's like, "I just feel like, you know, what? Like you still haven't admitted it, blah blah blah." And Michael's like, "Keep going, mate. I'm already down. You know, keep kicking me, keep kicking me. I'm already dead." And they're yelling at each other. Oh God. Um, what a mess. It is a big um, mess. What else happened? You go. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a bit of a yawn. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> what did I say here? This um, is a fucking slog. Kathy asks <laughs> Stacy what she's thinking. Stacy says Michael needs to change his lifestyle and that what he did wasn't malicious. Um, but mm. um, I would say that. Um, he needs to do more than change his lifestyle because I think it's his personality that is a big issue. Um, oh, I, 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 for one, I have a huge problem with his personality. <laughs> I personally take issue with it. With what? Michael's personality. Oh, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Why won't he just like, it's, I, I don't, I would never be able to move on. With him still denying that the kiss happened, even though he says he blacked out. Even if that's true, which I don't think it is. I think he knows that he kissed her. Yeah. Even if he did black out, you have to fucking accept that it happened, dude. Like, yeah. 
Someone else was there and they said it happened. She had no reason to lie. She yeah. had more reasons to fucking not tell. Yeah, it's all it's all a nightmare. You can't move you can't do a clean slate if someone if you haven't cleared the air properly. Anyway, that's my yeah. opinion. He just thinks he's I don't know. I just he's just a liar. I don't like him. Anyway. I I think Stacy would have been out the fucking door if he didn't own his own company. And that is not I don't want that to seem like I'm saying like Stacy's a gold digger or something. I think she's weighing up the pros and the cons here because as we've said, she's a lawyer. Um, you know, she's smart. Yeah, she's like, what, how many And if he's going to do years? this to any woman, if he's going to do this to any woman, he's never going to, I mean, if he stops drinking, then I think he'll be all right. Then I think he would stop, like, he'd still be annoying and, like, terrible at apologizing. But if he stops, if she's the one who can get him to stop drinking, I think that's the best shot at any relationship he's going to have. So she might as well be the one to be there and then get some nice cash out of it. You know? Well, good, well, good luck to Stacey. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle's pissed off. She says this has been a six-week Tinder date. She hates it. Um, Michelle and Jonathan have a yell. Um, mm. And John, John, Jonathan says that Steve didn't lie, but there is a big difference between not lying and not telling somebody something, and it is that, that it's, still, it's still like a lie by omission. Is that what you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's like, well, if he told the camera something and then he wasn't telling her something, I think that that does make him... I, I think he was hiding it from her then. Because it's like, well, if you told the cameras, cameras it, then you do have a right to tell her. She has a right to know what's happening behind her back. Yeah, I just, I just fully understand not telling someone that you just started dating that you're not attracted to them because it might change and I think you're just shooting you're just you're just killing any chance at a relationship by being like I'm not attracted to you like on day one or day six or whatever I just I would have done exactly what Steve did I might not have told the cameras yeah but uh, we didn't but we also didn't see that because they didn't put it in the show that's the issue that's not what Michelle doesn't have a problem with the fact that he's not attracted to her she has a problem with. The she fact definitely that has a problem with it. I, no, she's I'd, def like I'd, I would say ninety percent of this is her being hurt that she found out that a guy that she's attracted to is not attracted to her. Surely, no, think, like I you think, cannot separate it. I think a lot of it is the fact that she's pissed off that he didn't tell her and that he was like basically making her look like a fool behind her back on the cameras. I mean, I guess, but I think there's also at least a part of it. That she is just upset because someone said that they don't find her attractive, which anyone would be. Yeah, but I think that's like a. Th I think it's like a thirty percent that, and then seventy percent like pissed off that everybody else. She think she felt like everybody else knew except for her. Yeah, I just I I don't know what I would have done if I was in Steve's position. Like I understand him telling the producers that and not her, but the producers means it's on camera, you know. Yeah. Like, he didn't tell any of the other people so that it would get around and get back to her. He only told, like, he was alone there. You know what I mean? Why do I, why am I always defending Steve? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Naomi. Something switched off in your brain. I don't know. Um, this is my final, my final step into full MRA. <laughs> anyway, Steve. This, this he, poor old man. He runs away. He runs away yeah. from the evening. Josh chases after him, but he doesn't come back. And then mm -hmm. now 
finally, we're up to the commitment ceremony episode. Finally. Finally. Everyone's been talking about Michelle and Steve. Um, mm. Johnny, Johnny and Connie. Um, I think, what did I write here? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's not really. I just said I think he threw a tanty because he wanted to be in control of the relationship. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's not what happens in the show. That's just my personal thoughts that I wrote down. Um, wow. Alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Those are my thoughts. Mm. Um, Johnny <laughs> says emotionally he feels drained. Um, mm. which I think the show is draining and you should just not be together with that person. Um, but also. Or not go unmarried at first sight. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Never Ivan, do that. Ivan and Alex, everyone wants to know if they fucked. Um, oh, also when they did the lawn bowls last episode, um, uh, Johnny and Connie asked Ivan and Alex if they'd had sex. And then Ivan, very, very good. He said to him, do you ask a lot of married couples that question? Mm. How's your intimacy going? Do you ask that to yes, a lot of fucked. married couples? That was great. Also... Johnny and Connie haven't fucked, I don't think. So why are we talking to Ivana? Why are they pushing Ivana and Alex to ask those questions? I'm sure they were told to. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, absolutely. They're trying to push this. Yeah. They're trying to They're trying to get something out of Alex and Ivana because at the moment they're just a happy couple with nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying, to, they're trying to pull, like, the one tender nerve. Yeah. But you won't get anything out of them because they are Slavic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we're in the, so we get into the commitment ceremony. Yes. Um, J- Josh says he's worried that him and Kathy will just be friends next week. So the friendship is back, but the spark isn't back. So that I say, are you too fucking insane? You're so hot. Just, just, just fucking relax. Yeah. Just go for Jesus go, fucking go Christ. To, go to another spa <laughs> and pop on that bikini again and it'll all come back. You just just put on the bikini. Surely that bikini that could solve that bikini could solve all the world's problems. I think. Oh, absolutely. Take Kathy to the UN. There'll be no more wars. My opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he is worried. Kathy's a bit blindsided by this. She's written stay, and Josh has also written stay. But I think Kathy's a bit hurt because she thought they were going well. But yeah. he's worried this is one of those situations where i don't know if like talking about everything constantly is the best route to take because like like the steve thing saying i'm not attracted to you or whatever i think if you're that honest all of the time if you say every little thought that's in your head then you're just you can just throw each other off where yeah well i mean like i feel like they could they could have gotten back there without him bringing it up yeah i think we've got a week to not be friends anymore yeah i think it puts a lot of pressure on her um to all of a sudden uh, like have them back together whereas I think it's like I think a week's progress to go from both being extremely hurt to being really good friends again is a good week's progress yeah I think that I think that they didn't need to be immediately like fucking again and being all up in each other's grill like I think they've I mean to be fair I think their whole fight thing was insane um Mm. I don't think Mm -hmm. that there was any issues with what happened there and I don't understand how it got so out of hand but um well that's because josh was like kathy was mad at me for three days and now i'm resentful but then kathy like was like okay sorry i won't do that and now josh is being all resentful yeah it's very it's annoying i I just want them to be back they hold on to things too much yeah both of those people need to let everything go and just move on 
and then and then fuck. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're com- you're our only hope. Um, Michael and Stacy. Michael, every oh my god, he's he's. I can't handle listening to him talk. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. He says everything like he's like really eloquent. Actually, you know who he kind of sounds like, who? but not quite, not quite as hitting the consonants quite as much. You know Blair Cottrell? No. He's like a he's like a neo-Nazi. He founded like the United Patriots Front. Well, so I, he's I, like you know like I believe- reclaim Australia. He's like a big blonde guy. He went to jail. Or he got charged with and found guilty of, like, racial hatred for, like, maybe the first ever instance of that. He is, um, I would say, our politics do not align. But I, <laughs> I, the way he speaks, it's weird because the things he's saying are so bad and misinformed. But he tries to speak really eloquently and, like, it's fact to, like, try and convince people. And that is, like, there's something about the way he speaks that reminds me of the way Michael speaks. Like, he's trying to be all, like, diplomatic, but it's, like, what you're saying is garbage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. I just like, okay, so I, um, so, you know, I did have some bad behavior. And you know what? I've curbed that. I had my birthday on the weekend. And I usually I would uh, go out and have an alcoholic beverage. I did have some beverages that were not alcoholic. Shut up. Anyway, so he's not drinking um, and he's not drunk for a week, I guess. Yes, a week, um, which must be hard for him. Um, well, I mean, alcoholism is a real issue. <laughs> so if he yes. is an alcoholic. Anyway, um, Stacy says that, that could she, be hard. Stacy says that she loves him. Um, yep. Which is disgusting to me. Um, yes. Anyway, they both agree to stay and then we move on to Ivan and Alex. Um, well, I, sorry, can we just hold on for a second? Um, they also say they're going to move in together and Michael on his stay paper writes an acrostic poem. Oh, do we have to do that again? (laughs) I didn't catch what it said, but he wrote and a fucking, he calls it a line poem. Um, (laughs) But he wrote a little poem for Stacy about how much he wants to stay in the relationship. God, he's a perfect husband. Now he's fucked up a bunch of times and she's threatened to leave, isn't he? Yes. I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway, um, Avine and Alex, we find out their biggest issue is that Alex loves sleeping. She needs to have sleep 14 hours a day. Um, which is Very relatable to me because... I am never bitchier than when um, I am accidentally woken up in w- woken up in the morning um, by like a tiny noise. Okay. I get so pissed off, and I'm such a light sleeper. And because I'm a light sleeper, if I wake up, it's like so hard for me to get back to sleep, and I get furious. Okay, fourteen hours means you've spent more time in your day sleeping than awake. Well, yeah, I wouldn't spend fourteen hours in bed. That is psycho. That is insane. And she yeah. says, Avan sleeps six hours and he says seven to eight, <laughs> which, is a, <laughs> which is a normal amount to sleep. <laughs> um, then the experts yeah. ask about intimacy and Alex and Avan say talking about intimacy, intimacy shouldn't be discussed. And then Trish fires up because she really wants to know if they fuck. This um, is so annoying to me. He says, we're not after sexual therapy. Yeah. And then everyone's like, 
how dare you say that? And they say, it's not anyone's business. And then she says, it is our business because you're in the experiment. No, you, they do not have to talk about their fucking no. sex life on national television. Yeah. They don't owe you any. They've given you their fucking lives. These people on reality TV shows, they give away so much. Like they definitely get the raw end of the deal. There's a reason that there are so many of these shows because they are cheap to make. You don't have to pay proper talent and you basically get the rights to these people's lives. Yeah, and Alex says she will leave the experiment pursue Avant if people keep asking about sex. But then um, mm. Mel Mel has to fire up because she realises that they've come across as insane in this because she's like, we don't, we're not going to force people to have sex, which is like, no, they weren't saying that you were going to force them to have sex, but now you're saying that. They were just saying They're they didn't want to talk about it. Force them to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was fucking annoying, and I was relieved because I went on Twitter because I was getting really fucking pissed off about it, and everyone on Twitter was like, "The experts need to shut the hell up." Like, yeah. they're just being creepy. Like, this. Clearly, they're like trying to. They're being pushed to get content out of this couple because they're not doing anything dramatic for television. Yeah. Well, they like, were obviously being, supposed like, to be a joke couple. Yeah. And they just refuse to be. Um, but anyway, Avan just basically is like, um, we're not talking about it, which props to him. And then they go and sit down and you hear them muttering to each other. And Avan says, did I do okay? And Alex says, yeah. And he goes, I'll cut sick if you want me to, which is the cutest thing I've I, ever seen. I love them. I love them. Yeah. They have boundaries and they work as a team to keep those boundaries. And I love that. I love them. Anyway, good on you, Ivan. I'm so happy with them too. Um, and then we go to Lizzie and Seb. They sit down. Lizzie basically gives them a lecture on how <laughs> they should be fully throwing themselves into the experiment and being open. This is because Lizzie is bored and also wants to hear about whether Ivan and Alex have fucked. <laughs> yes. It's not your business either, Lizzie, just because it's what you're used to. Yeah, Lizzie, pop hearing down. everything. Um, yeah, she essentially thinks they're all boring and who knows, maybe even the producers have been like, you got to tell them how boring they are. Um, but they're happy as a couple. They're happy, yep. which is good. They look and really cute together. They seem comfortable. Yeah. And they both stay. So we're done with them now for yes. this week. Um, then we go to Jonathan and Connie. Um, mm. Connie, they both, they did the homework this week and Connie says she feels like herself again. Um, mm-hmm. John, Johnny says that last week he felt blindsided and now he doesn't feel like he can be himself. So in rebuttal, mm. he writes leave. Um, and, and Connie she writes stay. Yes. <laughs> so, um, as is tradition, they are trapped here for another week because yes. as we all know, that's how relationships go. Um, when one person wants to leave and the other person wants them to stay, you they stay. are um, contractually obligated to stay. Yes, um, stay. Uh, And then we have Michelle and Steve. No, we, we don't. We talk about, what, don't we? Who Mich- did I miss? Michelle and Someone Steve are boring. laughing. You've missed, you've missed um, Casey and Drew. Oh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> Casey, so. Clearly uh, it didn't grip me. <laughs> Ka- Casey and Drew get up on the couch and Casey brings up Rick and, um. Yeah. And then, so then, um, she gets... They do refer to it repeatedly as the doll. The doll. Sorry. The doll, Rick, 
um, Casey talks about Rick and says that because earlier there was a chat where Casey and Drew were talking and Drew said this behaviour was super jealous. And then Casey yeah. starts crying and says that like she doesn't like to be called super jealous because she's been called that in the past and she's been working mm. on herself heaps and now she's not super jealous. To which I say that behaviour is super jealous. <laughs> you should You should probably work on that a little bit more. Well, yeah, but maybe that's not what Drew should be saying. He should be helping her rather than just yeah. <laughs> saying what's wrong with her. But that's why you're not in a relationship with Casey. No, I would not do well with that. Um, and then when they bring up the doll and they keep saying the doll, clearly everybody laughed, but yeah. um, they only show Michael and Stacey laughing. Yeah. Because they never show a wide shot of just Michael and Stacey laughing. Clearly everybody is laughing, but they're probably laughing the most. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it is funny. And they're like, what? <laughs> he didn't have to say doll. No, it is funny. It is the, funny. It was because he's saying doll. Yeah. I mean, it, um, is, it is funny, but then also um, <laughs> Kathy goes them. Yeah, well, Kathy understands it. So Kathy is like, why are you laughing? Stop laughing. Um, and Michael said, it's because you keep saying doll. Which I get. Um, and then it's honestly, it's like being in fucking school. Casey starts crying. She's like, I was I was quiet when everybody else was up here. And now, now everyone's being laughing at me. And then the experts are like teachers being like, yeah, guys, come on. It's so weird. It's what, like, how old are these people? It is so weird and strange. I don't understand because also I'm like, Casey, you're an adult. Why are you not mm. laughing at the the constant use of the doll? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Well, hopefully after now we can move on from the fucking doll. Anyway, they both decide to stay, yes? I've got that right? Yes, they both decide to stay. And then we get mm. to Steve and Michelle. Sorry. I'm so sorry. So we get to Steve and Michelle. Um, Michelle's mad. <laughs> Uh, you go. I don't care about this. Okay, Michelle's (laughs) mad. Steve explains his side of the story. He didn't want to Mm. tell her uh, because he might feel attracted to her one day. Um, Yes. I'm I'm on Steve's side for this. Michelle says it's not the news that he's not attracted to her that hurt her. It's the betrayal um, and that he Mm. withheld the truth from her. Um, And he says he didn't do this to hurt her. Then she... Uh, and then, so yeah, sorry. He said he didn't do this to hurt her. And then I said, then why tell the cameras? And then Steve writes, leave. Because he's alone. He has no one else to talk to. Oh, he's got other and he's not, to talk to. He's and he's not couple. telling his... No, but that would be way worse to tell the other couples. It would get back to her. Yeah, no. I don't know. I feel like you could tell one friend and then be like, don't do whatever. Or just tell I some, wouldn't trust any you, of them. You've got your phone. Like, Michelle's been talking to her daughter. Why He can talk to a friend of his. Oh yeah, I suppose. Like, so we find yeah, out. You're right. We find out Michelle's talked to her daughter, um, and that her mm. daughter said, "Mum, you keep fucking this up. Um, give him a go." And so she writes, "Stay," which is the worst decision. This relationship. It's never crazy. Work. Um, go, Michelle. Leave. He's Every- not attracted to her. The chemistry isn't there. Why? No. Every time on the show, always they're telling them to push past this. I feel like this is the one thing that you can't overcome. If you're not attracted to each other, 
Like, yeah. if you don't want to be with that person, I it mean, doesn't make any fucking sense. Apart from all of that, they don't even have fun together. Like, they don't... No, they don't. He wants to go to dinner. She wants to go on a kayak. It'll never work. No, there's big... If you, if you don't like to go to... Like, she is actually like an adrenaline junkie apparently take kayaking out of that because i mean steve would find that adrenaline <laughs> well uh, yeah it's inducing. adrenaline inducing but for anybody else you'd be like that's just a, a small slow boat um but she likes to go bungee jumping or whatever yeah it's not it's mm. never gonna work break up leave the experiment yes Break up, find someone who is attracted to you. It will not be hard, Michelle, because you are beautiful. Yes. So just stop wasting your time. Um, anyway, and then it's this is supposed to be some uplifting moment that she's decided to stay. No. Everyone's like, this is so beautiful. And even Steve's like, I'm so touched. Why? I don't know. Anyway, I'm done with the show for this week. Um, Thank God. So we're done. What a waste of our time. We're done. We're um, done. We've, I've, we have one new review, so thankfully we don't have to cancel the podcast. Okay, or unfortunately, good. we don't. We can't cancel the podcast. Okay, good. Um, by Risa Roll, who says, so good, brackets on your cereal. I believe maybe that's a reference to um, soy milk. Um, it says, so funny, so very funny, saves me from wasting my time by watching the show. Thanks, ladies, you are the best. No, you're the best. Thank you. My friend, how lovely. Thank you so much. Um, now, do we have a song for this week? Yes. Sorry, I, um, missed this, I, I missed the start of that, um, like the name, the title of that review. Um, so I, cu- I couldn't really, because I was trying to go to find my song again. Um, so I, oh. I what was what was the start of it again? So I can see if I get I get it. It was it says so good, and then in brackets on your cereal. I don't know if we've ever talked about. I'm guessing that's the soy milk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's called the. It's called so so good the cereal the milk. But the, what does it have to do milk. with us? I don't know, but um, I like it. Thank you so much for a good review, Naomi. <laughs> you can't be negging reviews, okay? You're asking for reviews. You're getting a review, I'm okay? just saying make it make sense. I like it. I mean, I'm happy. I'm not mad about it. I just want to know if there's something I'm missing. Okay, now on to somebody or who... it's just a fun little riff about soy milk. Okay, now on to somebody who always makes sense, Kevin MacLeod. Um... <laughs> This, so the song that we've chosen this week is called Raving Energy. And um, mm-hmm. this is the description that Kevin McLeod has written for the song. There's always someone who was uncomfortably excited. This is for all you border collies hopped up on Adderall. The music is dangerously energetic and may cause paranoia, anxiety and slash or hallucinations. Not the fun kind of hallucinations either. These are the kind of hallucinations <coughs> where ponies with eight spider-like legs are climbing on your ceiling and walls while singing Barbie Girl and criticising your overly bland dating profile. Um, <laughs> so that's the description <coughs> for this week's song. <laughs> Oh my god! Thanks, Kevin. I'm gonna marry Kevin McLeod. <laughs> I want to go on Married at First Sight, and then I look up, I see Kevin McLeod at the end of the aisle, and I cry tears of joy, and we run off into the sunset and make beautiful music and graph paper together. Okay, well, I pray for that for you. Thank you. Um, well, great. What a great episode. Sorry again that it's two in a row, but my god, you'll have fucking three and a half hours of just nonstop 
this amazing content. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you next week or sometime. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.